Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of our professional perspective series of What Cause Inspires You. I'm your host, Alicia Gupta, and today I have with me Jeffrey Ramos. What Cause Inspires You is a podcast founded for students ages 13 to 21 to be able to share the service they're doing in their communities. We recently launched our professional perspective series in order for experts in their fields to give insight to our youth about how to make a stronger impact and accelerate social justice movements. Jeffrey is the host of Becoming, the podcast, and is a freelance production member in the film industry. His film Air was officially selected by the New York Latino Film Festival, Silicon Valley Asian Pacific Film Festival, and San Francisco Latino Film Festival. He currently works for the Upton Sadie, a contributor to the MSNBC and nonprofit healthcare clinics doing social impact work. He enjoys hobbies such as dance, reading, and drinking boba. This podcast series will be available on Spotify and YouTube under Humanity Rising Voices. Jeffrey, it's a pleasure speaking to a fellow podcaster. Are you ready to begin? Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course. So besides that intro, why don't you just tell us a little bit more about yourself? Uh, sure thing, Alicia. So in college, I was a business administration major and I minored in theater, film and digital production. Um, I did a variety of jobs. I was an RA. I was a building president. Um, I created a um, an ASUCR committee called Student Voice, which I then chaired. Um, besides that, I was also involved in productions and a variety of other things. Um, and when I left school, that was a big part of, you hit this moment of this identity. You have this identity change because you get so used to who you are in college and you work, you get your degree and everyone's like ready for you to just become that amazing CEO or uh, engineer or doctor. And so when I left, I had a big question of, you know, what did I want to do? Uh, for a long time, I thought I wanted to do business and that was the realm I was going to be in. And so for me, it has been about capitalizing over my youth right now and what I want to do, which is currently film and utilizing this time that I can to be able to not only do the things that I want to do, but also to have the projects, jobs and friends that I want along with that. So yeah, um, outside of that, um, doing film, I also have been playing the piano since I was six years old. I do a lot of dance as a hobby. I do salsa, swing and fusion. And um, yeah, I, I love boba, man. I can't tell you how much I go to boba, but I have over 50 loyalty points at T-Pump. So that's enough. <laughs> awesome. I love that introduction. I think a lot of our audience members can relate on the boba fact as well. Um, but on a more serious note, I think it's amazing how you've been able to kind of navigate through after college and figuring out your place in this very daunting world. And definitely a topic that is not spoken about very often, um, especially since a lot of people, like you were mentioning in our conversation before, focus on you know how great college life is and then life as a parent or with children. And so that middle years is really important to be spoken about. So I'm super great to have you on today. And I think the next thing, that I was just wondering would be, you know, how did you find your creative side and what influence have led you to that creative aspect about entertainment or film? Um, and how has that kind of helped you guide your path? Perfect. Thank you so much for the question. Yeah. 
for me, I, I feel like it was dominoes along my whole life. Like I set up a domino here and there. Um, like I told you, I've been playing piano since I was six years old. I was classically trained from um, a world-known pianist and studied at Cambridge. And um, my, professor, my professor is was like just like that person in um, Whiplash. She was very tough on me, Taiwanese woman. Um, really broke me on points. At, at one point, I told her, oh, I wanted to learn like Lady Gaga or Adele music when I found that. And she was like, what's that? <laughs> we only believe in Rachmaninoff and Bach and Bergamuller. And so um, piano was one of them. Um, dance was one of them. Um, but a big part of my life has been uh, leadership. I was an Eagle Scout when I was 15 years old. I was the president of my elementary school. I was involved in student council and a variety of other things. And I sort of attributed that to creativity because when you're a leader, you really decide what is possible in your organization or group. You are the person that says, yes, we can do this or no, we can't. And as a leader, you're always, even though you might not think it's a creative ability, you are always thinking about vision of what's possible, what's not, giving the confidence to breathe life into that project. Um, and I think they're just different parts. Piano for me was like one, one sense, which is sound and understanding musical theory and composition. Leadership had a big thing to do with um, intellectual capacity and being able to pull things together. And dance was at the later parts of my recent journey. Um, I learned a lot about physicality and how it's important that how our bodies communicate and such. In the pandemic currently, we may be talking to people over Zoom or our phone, but there's that dissonance because our bodies know, even though we're talking to someone, there's not someone in the room. And so being part of a, doing social dancing and understanding um, communication is 75% um, nonverbal, um, you get to learn about all these things. And so all these little dominoes have led me to go into what is film, which is what I love storytelling. Um, has been a big part of my life since I was a kid going to the movies every week, even though we had nothing. That was always something that we did in my family. And yeah, all those have led up to that. That's so amazing to hear. And I can definitely relate to you on the dance note, because I think dance has been something in my life that led me to community service. Um, I actually used to volunteer with an organization called Gina after Ooh. I got certified as a dance instructor. And we helped children with developmental disabilities. Um, and that was kind of my first opening into the world of community service. And the statement that you said earlier about leadership, I think that's super powerful and not many people can make that connection is that leadership is a creative process. And so for all of our audience members out there who are leaders and change makers in their community, even if it's not in a sector that is traditionally considered an art sector, they are still creatives. And I think that realization is super important to be able to get a community, community together to make that change together and have that creative vision together um, and keep you know, pushing that vision until a difference is made um, in the end. But you know, you've had a vision and you pushed that vision to the end with your podcast. And so why don't you just tell us a little bit more about Becoming? Oh, sure. Of course. I love to. And I love to hear, you know, what were your feelings when you, when you, you know, when you became certified and you were teaching these kids, I uh, mean, you can tell me a bit after. Um, but yeah, becoming is all about the in-between years. We talk about what happens to you when you leave school and when you leave um, just 
graduating or just leaving it in general, what happens after that? Because like as Alicia said, we all know the amazing years of college. We've all seen the movies. We've all read the books. We all know the things that happen when you're a, a parent and you're married with the love of your life and you have your kids and your great career. But no one ever talks about your first job, your first horrible boss, the weird things you've been asked to do in this job. And so in this podcast, we interview people from every sector, education, tech, dance, therapy, um, entertainment, everything. And so we can get a more breadth ideal of what the modern day world looks like. And right now, you know, you can have a 4.2 GPA and still be interning a year afterwards. Um, that's the reality of these days. And when the reason why I created this podcast was I myself was sort of struggling. What am I going to do afterwards and want to do? And I saw everyone on LinkedIn and Instagram, like promotion, new job, yada, married. And I was like, wow, like, am I the only one going through this? And that was the biggest lie I could tell myself because when I talked to my friends, they're like, no, it was tough. I had a horrible first boss or, I, did, I was unemployed for an entire first year and I just told people I took a break from my first year just so I wouldn't have to face that. Or some people lied about their jobs. And that's the things we talk about in our podcast, the authentic journey of what it is to become a young person in this nation. So, yeah. Wow. And I think when we are authentic with ourselves and we do discover the truth, you know, reality is harsh. Um, and I think that's what leads us to find a bunch of different causes when we're really not sugarcoating anything and we're digging deep to find the problems. There are many, many problems. And our youth today are doing an amazing job digging out those problems and trying to find solutions to them. Um, 100%. Yeah. Backtracking to your question about, you know, how did I feel when I started helping those children? Um, they would come up and hug me after every single Aww. dance practice. And when I taught our regular classes, um, not with Gina, you know, not all of the kids come and make that physical contact. And it just made me realize that everyone's a human being and we're all the same. And I think that realization has led a lot of my other social justice endeavors. And so my most recent one is with Humanity Rising, obviously, in the podcast, but what led that was um, cyberbullying. And so I've gotten really involved in stopping cyberbullying and realizing, you know, people have reactions to mm -hmm. everything and forgiveness for yourself, forgiveness for your others, but also prevention. And how can we overcome this as a community um, without taking extreme and potentially violent and harmful measures? And so that's been one of my causes that have led it, you know, again, trying to be authentic with myself and authentic with the society around me. But what are, what are some causes that are important to you um, throughout your life? That's great. I'm, I'm so glad that, you know, if you don't know a good person, be a good person. That's what I say. And so I'm really glad. Yeah, because when, when you know you're giving good to the world, the world is going to give back to you. And so I'm, I'm really glad that you got to go through that experience, because that's really what life's worth living for. Um, cause is important to me. Um, obviously, as a minority in the film industry, um, and just even in the arts industry, you know, it's tough. Um, a lot of a lot of what people say is it's not about what you know, it's about who you know, and that's 100% true, unfortunately. And so when you're starting off, 
if you don't know anyone, it's tough. Um, it's, you just have to beg and ask until you get that first opportunity. And so normally in the minority world, you don't really get access to those um, networks and such. Um, but in terms of causes, you know, I believe 100%, we need to have more of every single minority's voice out there. There are so many stories that we have not heard from or we have not read or watched um, behind the camera, in front of the camera, everywhere. And I would really love to hear all of those um, the Farewell was a really good movie I loved about the Asian experience. Um, that was really different being an Asian American, which is totally different. And so even stories like that, they're slowly coming out. And because we want to hear those, we want to, and we have to just sort of keep, keep succeeding. We have to keep succeeding at giving those stories. So for sure, more minority representation. Um, and one thing I really want to do is that's, that's my first goal more in supporting those causes. Um, I guess later on in my life, when I have at a more prestigious level, I would love to really focus on community arts programs. Because when you're starting off, I mean, I, I talk to people and they're like, oh, yeah, I got into this industry because when I was like six years old, I just had a camera and I just shot stuff with. And I was like, I didn't have a camera. I didn't have access to this. And if you don't have those resources, how are you supposed to be able to tinker and fail and try and fail till you can start making good stuff? So 100% later on, I would like to focus on active, active resource development and fundraising, whether that's in schools or out of um, after school programs. Um, I 100% believe that those programs are what can lead people to have a more successful future. 100%. Um, and you know, it's kind of two-sided. I think in one side, in the South Asian community in general, there is this sort of stigma around getting into arts as a career, at least from the community that I'm surrounded by. And so, you know, it's always been a fight to break that stigma. And I think the youth today are doing it perfectly well and even professionals in the millennium generation. But um, on the other side of it, it is, you know, people recognizing you and recognizing your uniqueness. So in your experience, how has your uniqueness been either discriminated against if you've ever faced experiences like that? Um, and what are your takes on unequal access to political and economic resources? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's like you said, it's, it's this, this lifestyle is not historically not what our parents want and you know there there's there's logic to them a lot of them fight to be in this country and provide the best that they can for us provide the best so that we have an honest start um but re realistically what what they what they give us we should be the ones in charge of our destiny and so in in my own unique voice like exploring this i think um i've been very fortunate and not facing that much. I think the people I have worked with, I've been very progressive. I've been on sets with um, every leadership, director of photography, producer, director, assistant director, all led by women. I've had meals that were purely vegan meals that I think, I don't, I don't know if anyone has, I don't know if 10 years ago they had that where all the leadership was automatic opt-in and vegan food. Um, I worked with um, Asian productions and such. And so and that's part of my commitment to helping expand minority voices um in my own role i think it's understanding the similarities we share as a community because a big thing a lot of people tell you things a traits you need to be a creative but one thing i think that's always under undervalued is self 
self-control. When you're creative, you not only, you have to work with other people. And this is not one fish plus two fish equals, equals three fish. This is gasoline plus ketchup equals monopoly like there's <laughs> and so you have to have the self-control and find the commonality but between people um during my short film um the our cast is asian and that's because my co-writer co-writer clark barkley you know we talked a lot about the preference of the firstborn child and how big it is in the asian community and no matter how much of a mess up the firstborn child is there's just a, this innate goodwill towards them and I sort of felt, and I sort of understood that because I had worked in some Asian um, circles where my boss was particularly not the best leader. And I was wondering how did they get this position? And it was later reaffirmed by those communities that this is a real thing. And there are similarities like that all across the board, whether um, you're Asian, South Asian, finding your voice is always the hardest thing, of course. Um, but yeah, I believe that in my own voice, it's always been about finding similarities, finding what bridges people, because 100%, what everyone, if you are a true artist, it's all about the story, what service to the story. Wow, yeah, and, and you know, your note about the similarities is, I think what Humanity Rising is striving for is to find the similarities in all, all demographics and all communities, because I think amongst all the differences, those small similarities are what unites us. Um, and I think that's a beautiful thing to strive towards. But, you know, in general, um, finding your voice, you found your voice with your podcast and with your film career and through the arts. What advice do you have for young social entrepreneurs and change makers in our audience today about finding their own voice? 100%, I would like, I would tell everybody, pick a hobby. like. 100%. Um, life, you have so many things you could do in your life. If right now you want to walk and you want to buy a Coca-Cola at Smart and Vital, you could do that. If you want to learn how to tie a tie, you can just go on YouTube and learn how to tie a tie. And so I think hobbies are a way that we expand our realm of knowledge outside of just maybe a literary world. So number one, pick a hobby. If that's dance, if that's music, if that's um, Etsy, like arts and crafts, there's amazing stuff people do on there. Um, find something and you'll never know, you'll never know if you, if you love it. And 100% don't, don't miss out on that opportunity to be, to be doing something with your life that makes you happy. Um, number two, I believe 100%, we, there are a lot of free resources right now. Um, in this time where you can learn new stuff. Like I previously said, YouTube is one of them. Um, if you're interested in film right now, right now there is the Sundance Collab, which Sundance the Film Festival offers free events and workshops in which you can learn more through professionals to learn about sound design with Alma Harrell, who was the director of Honey Boy. She's amazing. And that was my favorite film of 2020. So number two, use your free resources. Um, and that doesn't have to be filmed, that can be with anything. And I think number three, um, find, you know, there are not only going to be actions and there's not only gonna be organizations that inspire you, but there are gonna be people, for example. And so um, I worked on this music video, super proud to be on that, one of my happiest credits on my <laughs> resume. But um, a lot, 
the music video talks a lot about um, the fetishization of like Asian culture and like Asian food. Um, if you watch the music video, you can learn about that. And so supporting, supporting not only people um, and causes, find, you know, find like-minded people that are willing to help you build you up. And you don't know if you never know if your best friend's going to be around the corner. So be open to those new connections and networks in your life. That's, that's what I would have to say. Thank you so much. That's amazing advice. Hobbies, free resources, and like-minded people. Um, I love that. And I think that's something that is super simple and maybe overseen for a lot of our youth. But, you know, resources especially. Let Humanity Rising be that resource to be able to help you and guide you to find your voice and, you know, explore your different passions and see what hobbies you might have. Um, thank you so much, Jeffrey. I've really enjoyed talking to you today. Well, perfect. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed being, having a chance to talk to you, Alicia, enjoy the podcast and listen to it. So yeah, thanks so much. Thank you. And for our audience, you can contact Jeffrey on Instagram at Jeffrey underscore Ramos with two S's and at becoming.pod. Be sure to also follow our Instagram and Facebook pages to stay updated on our scholarship opportunities, future podcasts, and events. Um, our Instagrams are at humanity.rising and at what cause inspires you. And also sign up for our weekly email newsletter at www.humanityrising.org. That's all we have out for today, but be sure to look out for more episodes on professional perspectives on what cause inspires you. I'm your host, Alicia Gupta, and I hope you all continue changing the world.